Welcome to the Fundraising Everywhere podcast, where we give you a free glimpse of one of our amazing webinars or conferences. You can check out one of our full sessions and get a 50% discount by using the code FEPODCAST at fundraisingeverywhere.com. Yeah, go to fundraisingeverywhere.com and use the code FEPODCAST to get 50% off any of our tickets. Fundraising everywhere. Fundraising everywhere. Fundraising everywhere. Fundraising everywhere. Fundraising everywhere. Fundraising everywhere. Fundraising Fundraising everywhere. 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 You need to add me in there. Welcome everyone. Fundraising everywhere. Hello everyone. How are you all today? Uh, lovely to all to see you or to not see you as may be the case. Lovely to uh, see you in the chat box. Um, thank you very much for joining us on this webinar all about social audio uh, and figuring out what the heck is social audio because if like me uh, you're new to the scene um, then you're still trying to figure out and get your head around what it is. So we've got an expert to talk to us today. It's the one and only Kimberly McKenzie. Um, Kimberly is already in the chat box, you can see there, so do feel free to throw, start throwing questions at her, or just generally chat, just generally mingle. Remember, this is a networking opportunity for all of us as well. Um, but I can see some familiar faces in there, so hello, oh, hello, Cindy. Cindy is joining us. Hello, Wayne, the one and only Wayne is here, and hello, Carol and Vanessa. Vanessa is one of my clubhouse uh, um, mentors. I'm still trying to figure out Clubhouse myself, and I would call Kimberly, Vanessa, and a couple of other people maybe my my uh, Clubhouse mentors. Um, so lovely to see them. Hello, Carl in Wales, uh, and we got a few other people chatting there. Great, good to see the chat box hopping already. So do feel free to uh, make the most of that. Um, the way this is going to work today is we've got a, uh, a little session from Kimberly where Kimberly's going to be teaching us a little bit about Clubhouse and social audio in general. Um, by social audio, I'm also including things like the new Twitter spaces. I don't know if you've seen Twitter spaces, but this is something that I'm particularly interested in uh, as a big Twitter head, a big tweeter. Um, so a lot of what Kimberly is going to be talking today about will apply to that as well, I'm sure. Um, and then what we'll do is Kimberly is going to be joining us live uh, where she will be answering your questions as well. So do feel free to throw questions in the chat box. Myself and the Fundraising Everywhere team will be keeping an eye on those and we will put them to her live. We will put her on the spot and we will try and uh, get, uh, try and throw her off uh, with some trick questions about social audio. Um, reminder for those of you uh, who haven't been to one of these before, um, do, 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 do our members and a special hello to our members. We have some members in the chat box. Our members, remember this will be added to your library um, and you will be able to watch this back on demand as and when you need it. As with all of our sessions, as with all of our conferences, members get access to everything. If you're not a member and this is you're just popping in here or this is the first time you've been here, uh, what are you waiting for? Membership is only 30 euros a month or the equivalent in your currency and you get access to everything. Uh, you get some uh, VIP treatment and some special treats. Uh, you get continued access to uh, recordings of stuff and you get access to our private members clinics, uh, which we our next one is actually tomorrow, where we'll be joined by the agents of good, Jen Love and John Lepp, where we can talk to them about direct marketing, direct mail, things like that, uh, which I think is going to be especially useful as we approach Christmas. Those of you who haven't started your Christmas appeal, 
it is time to get your skates on and you can start by coming tomorrow and basically getting Jen and John to write it for you. Um, or if you have got your Christmas peel, come by the clinic, throw some questions at them, get, get it fine-tuned uh, and get your best results possible. Uh, if you are a CFRE, if you are certified fundraising executive, remember this session is worth one point towards your CFRE quota um, that you, you must maintain every year. Um, so do remember to uh, take a note of it. And, and as, a, as, a, as, as a CFRE tip, uh, add it to your CFRE log now so that you don't have to remember everything at the end of the year um, because I know how much of a pain that is. What else do I need to say? Oh, yes. The other thing that I'm going to say now uh, is, is two things. You've got two bonus things here. One, uh, Kimberly has provided an amazing um, free ebook guide. You will see a button under the chat box, which you can click um, to get access to that. So please go ahead and get that either throughout the session or after the session. It will be there for you. Um, and as well, if you do not have the Clubhouse app, I recommend you download it now because after our session, what we're going to do is we're going to scurry on over to Clubhouse uh, and we're going to have a little party with all of you and we can finally hear your voices instead of just your little uh, chat box avatars. So I do recommend um, while the session's on, why not download Clubhouse and then you'll be ready for the session afterwards and, and we're going to have a little after party over there. Does that make sense? Yes, of course it does. Um, I think that's all I have to say. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to hand it over to Kimberly. Uh, we're going to sit back and bask in the knowledge of Kimberly's wonderful social audio expertise. Um, and then I will be back after this joined by Kimberly Live, where we'll be throwing questions at her. Um, but for the meantime, let's hand it over to question, uh, hand it over to Questionly. Hand it over to Kimberly, and I will see you in the chat box. Here is Kimberly now. Thank you. Hi, I'm Kimberly, and I'm coming to you from the Haudenosaunee Anishinaabeg territory. As settlers call it, Barrie, Ontario, Canada. And I'm thrilled to be with the Fundraising Everywhere community today. So thank you so much for making this webinar a priority. I know you have a lot of competing demands on your time, and I'm truly grateful that you've chosen to spend some of your time with me talking about social audio and social good. So for this webinar, I would like to invite you to do something completely different. Feel free not to watch it. Um, this is what I look like, now you know, and there are no slides, it's just my voice. So you're welcome to listen, close your eyes even, sit in a comfy chair, lie down, do some yoga stretches. You are released from having to watch anything. Um, if you can eliminate other distractions, that might be nice, but you don't have to. Uh, just absorb it the way you would a radio in the background because that's what social audio is. It's just like a radio program, except sometimes if you want to, you can participate. So thank you for sharing this space with me today. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to talk for about 20 minutes, give or take, and then I hope that we have a conversation and that some of you might have some questions or comments. So please think about that and get your questions ready. But I'll start by explaining what social audio is and share my own experience with it. Um, I'd like to talk about how people in the third sector are already using it and why I think it could have massive implications globally. If we have time, I'll touch on a little bit on the how it works, but um, we've scheduled an 
in Clubhouse tutorial right after this webinar for those of you who are kind of super jacked up and want to try it out. So um, you might want to download the Clubhouse app if uh, while you're listening to me. I'm 53 years old. I was born in 1968. So I grew up without the internet, uh, without cell phones with only three channels on the TV and the television in the basement. I grew up at a time when calling my grandma on Sunday nights after 6 p.m. because that's when the long distance charges were cheapest. I grew up with the constant comforting hum of public radio in the kitchen. When I was a teenager, much to their regret, um, my parents, let me have a private telephone line in my bedroom. So there I was, 15 years old, hiding under my pillow, whispering to my boyfriend all night long until we fell asleep, just sharing space with each other. Since the beginning of time, humans have communicated with their voices. And in a world full of text messages, emails, and social media, we pick up the phone when it's important. When there's a cancer diagnosis, a bike accident, trouble at school, or someone gets a new job, or when there's a wedding or a new baby, or if you're downsizing and you have to tell the kids that you're selling the home they grew up in. When the conversation is really important, we call. Audio communication is powerfully intimate. So what is social audio? Well, you may have heard of an app called Clubhouse. It's the first of its platform, but others are being developed. Um, my experience is with Clubhouse, so that's the context for this conversation. But our friend Simon seems more drawn to Twitter spaces and he's playing around with that, so we'll let him. Uh, but there's lots of crossover potential for social audio for social good. I'd like to just first address the elephant in the room though. We have all just lived through a collective trauma of a triple pandemic, a social reckoning, an economic crisis, and of course we're still living through COVID. As humans, we are at capacity for change. We are at capacity for new technology. We are exhausted. I know it, I feel it too. But here's the thing. As humans living through trauma, we wanna have a hug. We wanna comfort each other. We wanna touch each other. And sadly, at the most pivotal, pivotal times in the last two years, we couldn't. We're all living in a state of lockdown. And then along came Clubhouse. And for many of us who experimented with it early on, we found community. For us early adopters, Clubhouse was like that call to grandma on a Sunday night, full of comfort and connection. And it was a place where we came together to share in our collective humanity at a time when our families were driving us crazy and our houses felt really small. <laughs> and I hear what you're saying. I hear you saying, but I don't want another app. I don't want another output. I need more inputs. That is fair. My goal is not to try to convince you to try it. It may be for you, it may not. 
my goal is for you to be a little bit curious about about the app and the changes that it can um, provide for our social good. And I guess you're here listening to this webinar. So tick, I can tick that box. But what does this have to do with fundraising or charity? That's an important question. And we don't have all the answers yet. But let's just explore the implications for greater social good at a time when we need meaningful connections and community more than ever. And before we do that, I wanna just take a moment um, to remind you about other social disruptors in and society's historic responses to them, okay? So back in 1880, Heinrich Rudolf Hertz thought there was little practical value in electromagnetic radio waves. But he and James Clerk Maxwell continued experimenting and then on December 23rd, 1900, Canadian inventor Reginald Fessenden, I had to look at my notes for that, became the first person to send wireless audio. And he did it on Christmas Eve, broadcasting a whopping 1.6 kilometers or one mile away. <laughs> he lived with a criticism for inventing the radio. Around the same time in 18... 82, 5,000 people in Lower Manhattan received enough power to light 5,000 lamps in their homes. Many social critics of the day saw electricity as the end to simpler, less hectic way of life. Electric lights were seen as less romantic and unsafe. People were afraid to let their children near them. And, it, you know, there's more examples of this, like Philo Taylor Farnsworth, who lived without electricity for 14 years. When he was in high school, he started experimenting with the transmission of pictures through radio waves. In 1928, he was able to transmit his first image for press demonstration. What was that image? It was one line in quotes, there you are, electronic television. <laughs> so, you know, it goes on. What about the internet? In 1995, Newsweek magazine published an article called Why the Web Won't Be Nirvana. And Clifford Stahl wrote, today I'm uneasy about this most trendy and oversold community. The truth is that no online database will replace your daily newspaper. No CD-ROM can take the place of a competent teacher and no computer network will change the way government works. Just imagine, that was 1985. And I don't know how many of you were on Twitter in 2008, but I can tell you a lot of my friends thought I was ridiculous for being there. So having said all of that, let's just acknowledge that new technology does disrupt our social structures and it takes time for people to embrace it. But let's explore this world of social audio and see where it goes because my experience over the last eight months has been a lot of fun. I've learned a lot. I've made loads of new friends. It's expanded all of my networks in ways that I could not imagine. And it's doing the same for the social good sector. Charities are raising money, not very many of them. They're still playing it, but let's just explore this together for a little bit. The 
Creators of Clubhouse have weekly town hall gatherings and keeners like me get these, we show up and we listen to the founders talk about the evolution of this technology. Um, these founders are very purpose driven. And there are two things I think that set them apart from other social media. One is how they responded to the question of how they intend to make money. Their vision in 2020, where are we? 2020. 2021, oh my gosh. Um, their vision in 2021 is that they intend for creators on Clubhouse, people who create rooms and provide content on Clubhouse to be able to monetize. And eventually they'll get a portion of that, no advertisement. Second, their vision is for people to feel better for having spent time there, not worse. This app is intended to lift and not drag you down. So let's talk about how it works. Clubhouse can be used for personal entertainment, for professional development, for community engagement, and to raise money. Charities do all of these things. So in the interest of time, I'm gonna focus on ways that charities are using Clubhouse first, and I might broaden the scope a little bit, um, but first let me tell you about the environment and at the end of this webinar, we're going to have a tutorial in the Clubhouse app, as I mentioned. So again, just sit back and close your eyes and imagine. Clubhouse is like walking through the hallway of your favorite conference. The rooms you see are based on the interests and the people that you follow. When you see a room that looks interesting, you just tap it and you go into the room. Rooms are divided into what is referred to as the stage where people have microphones and can contribute. And below the stage is something that I like to call the listening lounge. Other moderators call it the audience, but I prefer to think of it as a lounge where you listen. And people come and go, popping in and out, cruising until they find something interesting. Here's the power move with Clubhouse that makes it different from other social media. The rooms are moderated. Human moderators set the tone, they set the ground rules for the conversation, they facilitate the discussion, and they create a safe place. We talked about how Clubhouse is a multi multitasking app, so people use it while they're walking their dogs, shopping, gardening, making dinner, very much the same way they listen to a podcast or a radio. The only difference is the app provides an opportunity for you to participate in the conversation if you want to. So how are charities using Clubhouse right now? I have seen charities raising money, delivering programs, and for professional development. Let me tell you a few examples. Let's start with raising money. There are telethons on Clubhouse. I have witnessed 24, 36-hour telethons organized by influencers and entrepreneurs who draw people in, have scheduled appearances, and have chosen one charity. And throughout the course of the telethon, just like old radio and TV telethons, um, they encourage people to donate to that charity. It's already happening. There are pitch rooms. These are rooms that are exactly like they sound. Folks from mostly smaller organizations are invited to pitch their nonprofit. 
they get advice on how to pitch. And if they do a good enough job, sometimes they'll get donations or partnership opportunities. They happen live right there. It's so amazing to see organizations transformed in these pitch rooms. And one pitch room in particular is claiming that they have been responsible for $250,000 donated to small organizations. Crowdfunding. It's happening on Clubhouse. This has nothing to do with charities, really, except that people are donating money when emergencies occur. Because we know when emergencies happen, humans need to do something. And often the only thing they can do is give money. Folks are self-organizing on Clubhouse. Um, the COVID crisis in India, the Haiti hurricane, the tech Texas hurricanes with all the power outages, the New York City flash floods. I don't know exactly where the money's going, but I'll tell you, when a crisis occurs, people gather and people need to help. And it's actually happening on Clubhouse. So if you or your organization needs to generate income, it may, that's a little bit tongue in cheek because of course we all do. It may be worth your while to learn more about how Clubhouse is monetizing the engagement experience. And I know that the founders have their ultimate vision is for every creator to um, make money off of Clubhouse. And some of the folks in the United States already have a paywall and they're gonna roll that out. So that's one piece. Program delivery. Clubhouse isn't even one year old. There are currently 100 million people actively using the app, and there are 600,000 conversations happening every 24 hours. It's not even one year old. So with a market that big at such an early stage in the platform's development, I think there is extraordinary opportunity for the social goods sector to explore this space. Um, subject matter experts on topics such as mental health, Alzheimer's, diabetes, cancer, human trafficking, climate change, refugees, anything really, um, could host question and answer rooms. In fact, they already are. Um, but charities aren't at the table. They're not in the conversation. But just imagine, as a result of your participation in some of these rooms or hosting some of these rooms, maybe you could position your organization as an expert on that issue and just join the conversations that are already happening and see how it's being done. Imagine if you had a weekly town hall with a CEO taking questions and engaging in dialogue with not just your community, but with a global network of people who have an affinity for your mission. That's the power of Clubhouse. Imagine how your charity could benefit. Again, I don't have any stocks in this app. It's just been transformative for me and I wanna share that transformation with you. Um, so let's talk about professional development. I'm part of a small and mighty crew of fundraising experts who host weekly rooms on Clubhouse. So it's probably just me. I don't know if any of you can relate to this struggle, but for years I've been submitting session proposals to present at conferences. And about 99.9999% of the time, my sessions do not get chosen. Probably for good reason. I've often said it would be difficult to serve on a conference selection committee, so I'm not judging. But here's the thing. I love doing it. I love engaging with people this way. 
and I'm actually really good at it. And on Clubhouse, I can schedule and present a room on any subject at any time that works for me. So if you are a thought leader or have an area of expertise that you want to share, don't let a conference committee stop you. If you have ever wanted to present, teach a class, or share a special talent, you can do that anytime on Clubhouse, all from the comfort of your own home, wearing your pajamas, if you like. So the thing to remember is, if you add value on the platform, people will follow you, they will come to your rooms, they will bring their friends. My social enterprise, The Intersection, please join The Intersection, we host three weekly rooms. That's, that's what my capacity is for being responsible for delivering content on Clubhouse. I host a governance room, a strategic planning room, and a general networking end of week check-in room. Um, in these rooms, myself and my co-moderators collaborate and share information on running charities. And I learn so much there. And it's actually making me better at what I do. As well, there have been consultants um, who actually organize whole summits, very much like a conference on Clubhouse. And eventually there will be a paywall where exclusive access is given to paid participants. Think about that for a second. Professional development. Um, I now host uh, two podcasts. And a year ago, I didn't know anything about podcasting. But I started showing up in the podcasting rooms to learn and ask experts and to get support. And I honestly don't think that the Intersection or the We Have Issues podcast would be what they are today without the folks who helped me in ClubPod. Coaching, yes, I have a coaching business. But the best coaches need coaches, especially when they're launching a new initiative. So like many excellent coaches, um, there's lots on Clubhouse ready and waiting to give you a pep talk when you need it. So those are some of the reasons why I love Clubhouse and why I think that it might have significant, you know, we should be paying attention to it. But there are some pitfalls and I'd like to just um, address some of those. It's important to note that like any platform, you're building your house on rented land. So if you decide that you want to build an email list for yourself or your organization, be intentional about inviting the people you meet in Clubhouse into that email list. And I'll tell you, in the last eight months, all of my networks, email, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, they have all increased significantly as a result of Clubhouse activities. And most of my coaching clients are folks that I met on the Clubhouse app. But what are the pitfalls? Um, well, there've been a lot of great people from the traditional nonprofit networks who I know who have tried it and decided it wasn't for them. And that is okay. Like other social platforms, one size does not fit all. And the clubhouse from six months ago is very different from what it is now. And the community is growing very fast. So like anything, a rapid trajectory can be very clunky. So here are some things to be mindful of. Trolls. Since the app opened up to everyone without an invitation, there are more trolls who might enter the rooms. That's why it's great to have a co-moderator to watch out for them. And you can very easily eject those buggers out of your room and protect that space for the people who are there. If a room is too hot or too controversial, just leave it. 
Remember, it's up to you to set the tone. It's up to you to curate your experience. Time management. Um, Clubhouse can be fun, addictive, and kind of mind-blowing, especially if you're feeling a little bit lonely. So my advice is to be curious and take some time to think about your intentions for being present there. Use your notifications only when um, your schedule is open to spending time on the app. Otherwise, turn your notifications off. Save your sanity. Don't worry about missing out. Clubhouse will be there tomorrow. Prioritize your paid work, your mental and physical health, and your sanity. And remember, one great way to use Clubhouse is like a podcast. So when you're walking or getting fresh air, it's social audio. The other complaint that I've heard from a lot of colleagues is that it's really hard to find good rooms. The developers know this. They have actually now um, universal search feature in Clubhouse. They didn't have that before. That's just a couple of weeks old. But still, finding great rooms is a challenge. It's a challenge because um, there aren't a lot of charity folks on the app. Um, there's a bit of a density on Western United States because that's where it was first developed and it's slowly creeping over across North America to Europe. So if you're in a European time zone, for example, you may not find a lot of people on the app. But if you're in India, uh, I'll tell you that country is embracing it like there's like you wouldn't believe it. So there's lots of wonderful Indian rooms on the app and they've just opened it up to other languages. But when you first open it up, what you're going to see are a lot of rooms on cryptocurrency and NFTs and how to build a million dollar business. But I want you to think of it like television. You don't watch all of television. You've got your special shows certain times of the week. So the best way to enhance your experience is to curate your list of people who you follow. Connect with people you know, search for people who have similar interests or speak on topics for information that you're seeking. Go to the welcome rooms for users. When you're in a room and you find someone you connect with, follow them. What you see in your hallway will be populated by the folks that you follow. So you might need to work on it a little bit. Listen first and be curious. Clubhouse is not a megaphone. You can't just show up with something you want to share and expect people to come into your room. You sort of need to get some street cred first. So pop in and out of other people's rooms, listen and learn the platform, um, figure out your moderation style. There's lots of different techniques. And know that when people come into your room, they're coming because they have something to say. They want to be heard. So like anything in life, the key isn't to be a great talker. Success will become if you are a great listener. And when you do share, add value. Don't promote yourself or your business. Honor the folks who are moderating the room. This is their house. Be a good guest and make people feel heard and inspired and be authentically you. And then cool people will be drawn to you and who knows what might happen. Um, Co-founder Paul Davidson said once in a town hall meeting, which happens every Sunday at noon, Eastern time, he said, when you're in Clubhouse, imagine you are hosting a gathering in your home and someone new comes to the party. Welcome them in. Let them know you're glad they're there. Offer them a drink, a plate to eat. Be curious about them. 
Clubhouse can feel that way. It's up to all of us to foster a welcoming culture in the rooms that we host and an inclusive place where people really feel like they truly belong. So I think that Clubhouse has extraordinary potential for people like us who are working to make the world a better place. And I'd like you um, to explore it with me a little bit more. So my hope is that now you have a ton of questions because that was just a tiny little bit of what I wanted to say. The other hope is that you will download my ebook that uh, I am creating and will be ready by the time this is published, fingers crossed. And, um, and we're going to do a live Clubhouse tutorial at the end of this webinar. So I, I hope that you'll be curious enough to join the app and see what it looks like. You can open your eyes now. I'm Kimberly, and I'm finished speaking. Thank you very much, Kimberly. That was great. And actually, I forgot to close my eyes because I was too busy looking at the chat. Um, so I'm not going to waste any time. I'm going to bring our friend Kimberly live on. We've done with Kimberly in the past, and now we're going to bring Kimberly live on. Here she is. Hello, hey, Kimberly. how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for doing this. Greetings from Ireland. Thank you for doing it to you. You did all the work. I'm just going to ask you a bunch of stupid questions, if that's okay, because I am I am still getting my head around this social audio. Um, but you seem to you seem to have nailed it. Or you, I mean, I know what you're going to say. You're still learning. You're still on the journey. I know. I know your vibe. I am. Um, but I think the thing that we need to be mindful of is that, like I said at the beginning, every new technology disrupted society and. Um, social audio is happening and it's growing fast and other platforms are getting on the bandwagon. So my hope through these conversations is that charities are going to look outside of their windows and notice this and maybe learn about it because it, there's a lot of potential here. And I, I think there is that kind of not not cynicism, although there is some cynicism, people mm. um, like myself were kind of like keeping away from it because we didn't really understand it because it's like, well, this is just audio this is just people talking mm -hmm. but it's not until you you almost do it that you realize it's this weird mix between pot like a podcast or listening to talk radio mm -hmm. and actually being in it mm -hmm. and being able to to give your own input and being you know it's being very level that anyone can start room anyone can start talking mm -hmm. it's like this kind of strange thing where when i when i did it i was like actually this is a really nice way to do it and it's not as draining as webinars Mm -hmm. except for this one it's not as draining as like networking you just kind of have it on the background and when you feel like it you chip yeah. in well you were stalking me for quite a while on clubhouse with your big bird avatar you know but but that's the thing and i didn't mind that because i thought okay simon's curious and one day he's going to be so curious he'll have enough bandwidth to come up on stage and participate so let's just let him lurk down there and listen and absorb and think about it it's totally cool. Clubhouse is like that. You come in and you come out and you listen. And the other thing that I think maybe folks in the charitable sector aren't aware of is fundraising Twitter can be harsh. It can be, um, it can, it can leave you feeling depleted and empty and, and, and broken. Let's be honest. And Clubhouse is completely different because it's got a human moderator. So mm. you can choose a space like my rooms, um, Vanessa's room, Cindy Wagman, when she does rooms, we create a safe space. So that kind of um, 
it's a spot where you leave feeling better and not worse. And if you're there to trash people or you find yourself in rooms that are dragging you down, you just leave those rooms. You're in control, you curate your experience. So remember, you don't watch all of television, you just watch some of it. And, and, and there is like that moderation tool because because yeah. when I when I because uh, this was a, a mis mistake I I in my understanding when I started it's not that anyone can speak but mm. anyone can get the microphone like they still have to be given the opportunity by the person who runs the room so it's not like so it do, it does seem like there's less trolls or there's better control in it and I think you know uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how organizations use this but this mm. this seems to be a good thing for organizations is that they can talk one way when they want mm -hmm. but they can invite people on to share their own thoughts or experiences but still have that control over it so it seems like a nice middle ground where like you said twitter is can be quite dark and an open talk can be quite dark but this is a nice balance where people can get involved if if it's right 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 I like it. yeah and and in the ebook i put the link in the notes and i would i mean I finally wrote a book. This is not what I thought my book was going to be about, but, but I sat down to write one day and it just came pouring out because there's so much potential and there are so many different use cases for it. Um, but like radio, like I said, you're either there to learn, to teach or to, um, I forget what the third one is, but it's, in the, <laughs> you know? it's in the book. It's in the book. Just download the book. It's free. Um, um, uh, but there was something else that I wanted. Oh, someone in the chat asked about, as a charity, it's hard for me to uh, figure out how to use this. Remember as a charity, when we were all direct mail driven and social media came on the scene and we did not know what to do with that either. And then everybody was talking about, oh, can you fundraise on Facebook? And how do you do it? And how does it integrate with your online and off? How do you integrate the two channels? And we're kind of figuring that out. And we know that the future, especially since the pandemic, is more online. And so there are a couple of points. I'm speaking quickly because of the time. I could talk That's to okay. you all day. But um, a couple of points is that no one can just go on to Clubhouse and expect that the whole world, or even Twitter, uh, because I've, I've opened up Twitter Spaces rooms. I've got a few thousand followers on Twitter. That whole community doesn't flood into my space, right? Mm -hmm. so, so we need to be aware that it, it does start small and you do build community and you do start to figure out which rooms you make sense in. So from the perspective of an organization, all I'm saying is be curious and know that it's coming. And maybe instead of making it about your organization, maybe you should find the clubs that have to do with your cause. So if mm. you're a cancer charity, hang out in the cancer clubs and mm. find out who the folks are that are interested in cancer and want to talk about it. And then go into those rooms, make private connections on other platforms, seek out collaborations, but also add value. And that's the other thing is generosity will win the day. If your mission, like you, you know, and your wonderful TED Talk, which I subjected my husband to a couple weeks ago, actually, um, the Chicken Nuggets TED Talk, Simon Scriber, look it up, folks. Uh, and also my friend Mark Herlihy, you know, if our goal when we show up is to help lift and help people feel better as a result of having contact with us, that's a good thing. And organizations can start to do that around the causes, but I also think they need to open up a club for their charity. 
Mm. Um, like we did when we started promoting this webinar. It's like, you know, there's two members of the Fundraising Everywhere Club on Clubhouse, you and me. Oh, Mandy, I think Mandy. I think we're th yeah, I think we're up to three now. <laughs> we're, we're increased by 50%. Yeah. yeah that, what did you say? I didn't hear. I was talking. We, we've increased by 50%. But you know, we're there and it's organic and, and, and I might be, I'm, I'm not going to be wrong. No, this is not going anywhere. This is going to well, keep on growing. Well, but... like you pointed out in the chat, um, Facebook have confirmed that they're building this kind of audio thing. LinkedIn, yeah. which I hadn't heard, LinkedIn yeah. is going to bring it in. Yeah. And, and even, I mean, on fundraising everywhere, we, you know, Nikki was on uh, Clubhouse in the very early days and and I'm kind of like I'm behind it now I can see the benefits of it it's not always for everyone always the but at the right, right time in the yeah. right medium it's like exactly what I wanted and what I needed so during the Texas hurricane I think it was a hurricane whatever natural disaster happened in Texas where all of Texas lost electricity Haiti the floods in New York uh, COVID in India which was really bad I couldn't turn on my app without having a fundraising room for a community in India around COVID. And, and this is something else to keep in mind. The people, the people are building this and charities just are asleep at the wheel. Um, people are getting, imagine if the Red Cross uh, was already had a community on Clubhouse and that's where everybody who cared about that natural disaster went to, to get accurate, reliable information. Instead, mm. it's a still a little bit like the Wild West, West sorry, West. And uh, it's more like a crowdfunding space where people are driving fundraising around causes they care about, not necessarily connected to charities. And I think that is something mm. our sector might want to pay attention to as well. Well, it's, it seems like it's because you talked about value, which was really like a penny dropping moment for me. It's really about like reframing what you're going into. And, mm -hmm. and it's the same as all the other channels that us fundraisers deal with. If you go in just asking for money, mm -hmm. you, it doesn't work. Whereas right. if you go in offering value, offering information, you know, giving your audience or potential audience what they need, it worked like like the great David Love says, money follows. No, yes, money follows value. Yeah, and so it's like uh, one of the great things that charities have is information, is knowledge, is resources, and so that could be a really good place for them to start, couldn't it? It's just simply these kind of information sessions or these pop up mm -hmm. kind of sharing yeah. stories, sharing knowledge, and and yeah. that's how we engage audiences. Well, do you remember the Arabs Arab Spring and Twitter? And Twitter yeah. was flooded with people who needed to to be involved, who needed to do something, who needed to create movement. That's happening on Clubhouse. And let's just, again, 100 million people are in there and it hasn't even been a year yet. And I think folks who tried it early on um, were frustrated because it was invitation only. So there were arguments about, well, it's, it's an exclusive space and I'm not gonna be part of that because it's not inclusive. They were building the app and they needed to contain it so that of it was too big and blow up the infrastructure. So of that course. was one piece. And then other people I have seen um, think about clubhouse rooms like presenting a webinar. I have information, I'm really smart. I have knowledge, I'm gonna share that knowledge with you. But if you think about it, differently around we're going to talk about your board of directors you mm. can come here and ask us any question at all about this topic and we've got experts here to help you with that and if you are an expert then come and add value to other people and share what you know it's a it's a complete reframing of a conversation but again 
you can't overemphasize enough the the importance of listening. And that and that's where I think you know if we want to make this less daunting for people who are new to Clubhouse, that's almost a really easy place to start thinking about it, isn't it? Is is it's not you having to speak for an hour or two. It's right. just you're like a facilitator. You're kind of opening up. You're inviting people in. You're connecting people. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I've been in some of your rooms where you know you hardly hear you speak because it's it's the audience that are engaged and it's the audience that are offering. You're just simply almost like passing the mic around, and and mm -hmm. and I think that's a really smart approach. It's that. Thank you. Um, I'll hear that. It's it's that through the coaching. You know, when you're coaching somebody, you go to that third level listening. What are they really saying? You know, what is the meaning behind the words? What's the emotion in their voice? And a really good facilitator will be able to draw that out. And we've had folks who are now part of the nonprofit Problem Solver Club uh, who come to the Friday rooms in particular because that's a great starter room. It's a great networking room and it's got a general topic. What was great that happened this week? What didn't go so great? And what are you looking forward to next week? Mm. And some folks come in and they talk about challenges with their organization or a grant that they didn't get or having a shitty, can I swear, having a shitty client and needing to fire them. But some people talk about how their sister just died or their mom has COVID, you know, and there's real deep personal shares and community building happening there. Yeah, there's some real bombers on there, isn't there? But it's it's okay. Yeah, there can be the, some bombers. <laughs> the um, Ca Carol made a really good point about like the awkwardness of going in the rooms mm -hmm. and leaving the rooms, and and I totally hear that. But actually, what I found with Clubhouse is one of the things I I love about Clubhouse. It's it's such a clever little thing. Is the button to leave a room mm -hmm. says leave quietly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like a reminder that you can, you know, skulk in, skulk mm -hmm. out. Now, I remember when I first skulked into your room and you're like, oh, Simon's here. And it was like, yeah. kind of, do I have to speak? But I'm it's really like, sorry about that. I no, no, but, but it's really good because it's like, it's like, it's welcoming when you're ready. But because I wasn't ready, there wasn't like the pressure. There wasn't eyeballs on me. It was just the conversation kept happening. And I didn't accept the invitation to take the microphone. And the conversation just continued. So there wasn't that awkwardness at all. It was like when I was ready, which was maybe my sixth or seventh room I went into, there was a question or a topic that I actually felt like I could add something to. And then I accepted the microphone. And and when it was my turn and I was ready, it, it was time. So, so it was a really good point by Carol about that awkwardness. But actually, I found it like one of the least awkward settings that i've that i've kind of stepped into just because it's built in that way that that it just doesn't feel like that mm -hmm. it's intentionally intentionally built to be a multitasking app but you know if you're moderating a room and you need to go to the bathroom mute your mic that's yeah. actually and, unless it's a specialty room <laughs> Unless, unless, unless that's <laughs> the thing about those rooms, <laughs> but, but, you know, it's, it's something that we just need to be clumsy and we don't need to, it's a choice. If you're like me and you've always enjoyed audio communication, um, you love radio, you love podcasting, and sometimes you want to shout back at it and say, wait a minute, that's, you're missing the point. Um, you have that opportunity to engage on Clubhouse if you like. And I'm curious, can I ask you a question? Yeah, of course. I saw you because um, I was stalking you there to see how's, you know, when is Simon going to be all in on this? And so uh, I saw you were in a Toastmasters room one day 
Um, how was that experience for you? It was it was actually great. I mean, I mean, I'm not sure you should be turning the tables on me like this. It's not fair, but <laughs> it's um, yeah. I mean, and that actually, do you know what? That was the first one I spoken because um, because I you know I felt a bit more experienced than some of the people there. But actually, there was a woman in there who was asking a question about a situation that I I'd actually been in. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I when I put up my hat, or you know, I can't yeah. remember what the phrase is. Put up your hand. Yeah. I, and I, you know, like everything, I was totally nervous and totally bricking it, but it actually felt a lot more manageable because they couldn't see me. I could, I could have just said one sentence and then said, and now I'm done now. And I've heard people do that, but actually I ended up turning, talking for a few minutes and, mm -hmm. and people were like, it was a lot of Americans, like a lot of Schumachers and Krabappels and stuff like that. And, and they were really grateful and just really encouraging. And then when I was done, I was like, I was like, and that's kind of all I have to say. And they were like, great. And then the conversation kept moving. Yeah. And it was just like, I just felt really proud of myself from ha for having spoke, you know, because I'm, I'm a very insecure person. Yeah. Well, people can are, are often a little bit scared when they come up on stage and wonder, what does this mean? And then discover that it's actually really safe. It's a low emotional investment. If it doesn't work out, you just close the app and carry on with your life and go back to Twitter to feel crappy over there. But, you know, it's... um. There are a couple of things that I think are worth mentioning, though. You mentioned the Schumachers and, and the Americans. This app was built in Silicon Valley. So okay. a lot of the really cool rooms happen at 10 o'clock at night, Eastern time, my time. Mm. Um, so we need to be mindful of that. It's moving across into other time zones. India is hot. Like mm. India the middle of the day the middle of the night in Canada India's rooms are just a hotbed of activity but so that's something to be mindful of and uh, the safety around going in and listening and learning for a little while and finding topics that you are comfortable about and it doesn't necessarily mean it has to do with your organization or your work mm. it just means if you're a little bit lonely go and find go and hang out with some people and you who knows what might happen right yeah it's it it is like it's a radio when you want it to be a radio mm -hmm. and it's a networking tool when you want it to be a networking tool and and there's something about it and it's like i mean jen is saying in the chat it's given her this has given her a whole new appreciation for the platform but i do feel <laughs> the same like i literally i i checked in a couple times and i was like man i don't really get this i don't really like it and then I think there was a topic that really drew me in. And then I was like, actually, you know, just I was in the right frame of mind at the right mm -hmm. time. And I was like, I can see this. I can yeah. see where this is working and I can see why it's not going to go away, is it? It's like it's something uh, that's going to just grow. Well, that's the other thing we need to talk about. The town hall, uh, what the create, what the founders called discovery. And that has been a real problem for a very long time. Um, it has been difficult to discover rooms mm. that you're interested in. And the way the algorithm works is to put rooms in your hallway. And we'll go over that when we go into the app. But to put rooms in your hallway that um, are of interest to you. So that's very much aligned around the special interest that you indicate. And they don't have philanthropy or charity or nonprofit in there yet. So mm. I've actually sent a few messages about that. Um and then find people, and we're going to set folks up today with a community. The Fundraising Everywhere Club will be a good place. And follow those people. But it used to be when the app first let you in, it would give you a list of suggested people to follow. Do not do that because that will clutter your hallway with mm. a bunch of stuff you don't care about. Um, 
So that's one thing. The other new feature that they have is universal search. So they used to just have search for clubs, but this is only a couple of weeks old where now you can just search Clubhouse in the universal search and choose whether you're looking for topics, people, clubs. And so they keep, they acknowledge that discovery is a challenge and they're continuing to try to make it as um, positive an experience for folks as they can. And it's just, a, again, it's agile development. They're mm -hmm. growing quickly and, and they've also added the links feature. So imagine I mean, my dream is to host a conference in there one day. You have one big plenary room and then you've got a carousel of links for other rooms people can go to based on topics that they're interested oh, okay. in. And, and can you link externally? So, I mean, yeah. is this is this, yeah. this is essentially a fundraising bit now. You know, yep. if you're hosting a room, you can have your call to action there, which and goes to your donate page. And all of that. Yep, absolutely. Whereas before they used to say, go to my Instagram bio for the link. They fixed that by bringing folks into Clubhouse. Clubhouse. The other thing is another new feature. Um, I know, and I know I want to get in the app now with folks. Um, but another new feature is that they just launched Listen Now But Later. So you can now have the option to record, which is great um, because last week we did some technology gymnastics to record our very first live podcast on Clubhouse, which is launching today. And now you can actually record a room and it tells people the room's being recorded. Um, and so they know that when they're in there, I'm a little bit concerned that it might compromise intimacy, but it's optional for the moderators to record or not record. And there's a notification letting you know what kind of room you're in. Um, so that's also kind of a cool thing. And that I yeah, so you don't have to record it, but like what you've yeah. done is essentially you're going to repurpose it as a podcast, which I think yeah. is pretty clever. Yeah. So yeah. so if you if you're a charity who's considering podcasting or something like that anyway, or you're already doing podcasting, this is a way that you can actually mm -hmm. double down on your audience without actually creating that much extra work for yourself. Yeah, and the live podcasts are just a completely different. Um, ball game I, it just felt it felt more like a show um, yeah so it was it was it was a that's interesting I'm a, yeah I must have a peek now we're, we're going to continue this conversation but I want to yeah. ask you one, one more question on here because what's going to happen is you're going to go get the room set up and cleaned mm -hmm. up and stuff like that mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to wrap up here and then we'll all head over yeah. but preparation so, so when you start speaking, one of the things that I found when I, cause I've, I've started a couple of rooms just to test it. Mm -hmm. And I found it a bit awkward at the beginning. Cause it was just me essentially talking to myself, hoping and waiting for someone to join me, which that, which they eventually did. But what kind of, what kind of preparation tips would you have for someone who's starting a room? What should they be doing just before they start? And what should they be doing? Um, uh, okay. Or is this all in your should ebook? I share my power move? I mean, yeah, should, well, tell tell me, tell, give me the, power. give me your big power move before we send you off. Well, it's just like a a, a, a conference session. I play music, so the room's not dead uh -huh. when people come. Um, so I have music going, and uh, I also find it helpful. I have a what I call a mod squad, and some of them are listening to this, and I hope they'll come into Clubhouse. But to develop a a squadron of moderators who you can say, hey, let's open a room. I want to talk about this. And then they'll promote it and bring. So you need to let other people know that something cool is happening on Clubhouse. And and I haven't found the right balance because I have too many rooms to to 
right now. But um, that's the thing. People need to know that it's happening outside of the app, having a mod squad there. Um, and that's only for, you know, those are rooms that you want to plan out to help with your business. But mm. I say in the book, one day I couldn't find a good room. So I literally opened a room that said, I can't find a good room. So I started this one. Can you come and talk to me? And guess what? People from all over yeah. the world came and we had the most amazing conversations. So there's that. Also, um, in the book, I talk about how to how to set the room, how to let people know um, what the ground rules are, who's welcome here, what you're going to talk mm. about. Uh, so when we go into Clubhouse, we're going to have an open room and maybe some people who weren't in this webinar are going to come and listen and that's fine. Amazing. And that's maybe great. they'll want to come up and share their Clubhouse tips and that that'll be great. Um, so I will provide I'll model uh, Clubhouse moderation. Amazing. I like that. And, and I mean, just one more point that, mm -hmm. that you kind of talked about that you couldn't find the room that you were looking for. So you set it up. And I think that's you know, there's an opportunity here because it is early days that if you're a, if you're a cancer charity and you search for a cancer discussion and it's not happening, mm -hmm. there's going to be other people who are searching for that mm -hmm. topic. And, and here's your chance to kind of carve out that space for yourself. Yeah, but you've made me think of another thing, Simon. Um, Save some for Clubhouse. What? Save some for when we move okay, over. Okay, I will, I will, I will. I just, we need to empower folks who represent our organizations to speak on behalf of that, the mission. Mm -hmm. um, and so if someone is feeling stifled or they need to get their tweets approved by a manager, they're not going to have the power to host a clubhouse room. Yeah. And, and in that situation, rather than the organization, if you're a fundraiser who it's just going to be too much for pain to set up the organization, yeah. it could be time to set it up as you. Yes. And you can still have those conversations. You can still reference. You can still yeah. link to your donate page, yeah. but it, you have more control if it's yeah. you, don't you? Yeah. And when your board of directors says, what's with Clubhouse? Everybody's on it. We should raise money there. You can go, well, I. Yeah, I've already got a thousand followers. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kimberly, I'm going to send you off. I'm going to do housekeeping and I'll, I'll send, I'll um, make sure people know where to find you and everything like that. But we don't want to be can late. I just hang up now. Like, yeah, I'm going to take you off. So we don't want, we don't, because I mean, we need to be starting on the. I'm going to go into Clubhouse house yeah I'll so I'll see, I'll see or i'll hear you on clubhouse in a minute thank you simon thank you so much kimberly and thank you so much kimberly that was awesome that was great so we are going to go over to clubhouse in a minute but let me just remind you all of a, a few housekeeping bits so um remember uh, uh for all the members you have access to the recording of this in your library that will be available shortly so if you want to tune back in you can if you are watching the recording remember we're not in clubhouse now because the, the happened in the past although we might be we might we might be there for days or years just chatting so that might still be happening um the other thing i want to remind you is that this is worth one cfr cfre point so if you are a cfre -er, um then do make sure that um that you do uh, add this to your log so that you get the one point for it um, and what else do I have to say? Yes, just remember to the rest of you, if you are a member, and thank you, members. We love you. We always love you. Uh, remember, we've got the Members Clinic tomorrow with Jen Love and John Lepp, the Agents of Good. So do join us for that. Um, it's, it's, again, an opportunity to throw questions at, at these uh, experts. 
Um, and it's also an opportunity to network and chat with other members, or you can lurk. We're, we're big fans of lurking. And so um, you can just come in and turn off your mic, turn off your camera and just have a listen to that. So we hope to see you tomorrow. Um, but what we're going to do now, my friends, is we are going to sign off and, and I am going to run over to Clubhouse and join Kimberly. And I hope we're going to join the rest of you as well. So do come over. No pressure to talk. We're not going to make you do anything. Just get on that app. Join us in the room. Uh, have a listen. See how it works. Get your head around it. If you haven't spoken before, here is a perfectly welcoming, lovely opportunity because Kimberly is great and I'm okay as well. Um, and so we'll we'll be able to talk uh, or you'll be able to talk if you want to. Um, but yeah, otherwise, we'll see you over there. Even if you are making dinner like Mandy, you can still have it on in the background. Um, but that's it. Thank you very much for joining us for this monthly webinar. If you have any ideas for topics or anything else you want to do a deeper dive into next month, then, of course, let us know. Our members and our followers uh, uh, shape our content always. Um, and so do let us know if there's anything else you want to know more about. But otherwise, my friends, take one last look at this uh, beautiful face because I'm going to say goodbye. And the next time you hear from me, it's just going to be my voice on Clubhouse. Thank you and take care.